Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the franchise coming to you as always with the month in review episode. August is in the books. And to be honest with you, I think August was not a bad month for the world of professional wrestling. It it ended on a bang. We had three monumental events that took place last night. Um, It is September 1st, so obviously I'm saying last night as August 31st. We had NXT TakeOver Cardiff. We had the continuation of StarCast 3. The monumental return of a certain superstar on a panel and then it all culminated with AEW's pay-per-view which was from what I've seen not a bad show not a bad show whatsoever so let's just jump right into it Starcast I want to talk about Starcast because that was the biggest one of them all to me it was the most talked about event that was going on because of the fact of a particular certain individual who was present at Starcast that would be the one the only CM Punk CM Punk was at Starcast Starcast took started on the 29th and Saturday was the big to me the most I won't say most the most important but the most anticipated day for this event because it was CM Punk and because CM Punk has not been heard from much in a long time I mean the last time we heard CM Punk was on Coke Cabana's podcast in which he Flamed, eviscerated, tried to bury Vince McMahon, Triple H, to be exact. And then, as you all know, the lawsuit happened and everything that followed. So this was the first time since then that we've heard from CM Punk. I didn't really, because I was at work, so I didn't get a chance to watch it in its entirety just through twitter i was seeing a lot of tweets and a lot of things and i seen a lot of articles talking about it the one thing that i seen that stood out to me was cm punk stating that he is willing to talk to the wwe however He's not going to be the one to call first, which is kind of like one of those things where even when you're in a bad relationship and the relationship ended on a bad note, but you are willing to make things work, but you're not going to be the one to make the first move because then it feels like you're admitting you're wrong. Both parties are in the wrong. Wrestling world needs CM Punk. I'm going to be honest with you. I miss him in the wrestling world. But if you were to ask me, what would you, where would you rather see CM Punk? AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. (laughs) I honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him in AEW. I really wouldn't. Just because I feel like with the WWE, 
WWE has the more has the better talent, but AEW is slowly on approaching the neck of WWE. Now, a lot of people are going to say, "What are you talking about? WWE is a juggernaut of a." It's a global conglomerate. There's no way in hell that AEW is going to ever compete with them. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a competition between the two. All I'm saying is it's always good to have a fresh face. And that's what AEW is. They're a fresh face. So I'm all in for it. No pun intended. (laughs) Those other things that he talked about, he talked about a little bit about The Undertaker, a little bit about The Rock. A little bit about his encounter with just his experience there. He was very surprised to know about a uh, WWE allowing their superstars now to take time off. <laughs> that was one of the biggest obstacles that CM Punk had, and the biggest one of the biggest issues that he had on his departure from the WWE was the lack of time off. So he's a little bit surprised that now they're granting wrestlers time off, as we've seen with the likes of Finn Balor. He has time off. I know Corey Graves says Corey Graves and Carmella was on like a week vacation. I believe Rand, not Randy Orton, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, they were on a week's vacation. Peyton Royce, I believe, was on vacation because uh, because of news that I'm going to reveal later on. If you are not aware of it but even if you are it's because it happened in the month of august so i'm going to discuss it but yeah he was pretty surprised about that i will go as far as like i said we miss cm punk if you tell me that there's a wrestling fan that does not miss cm punk i'm gonna call you a liar because cm punk is heavily missed just look at the crowd Just listen to the crowd. They chant his name from time to time. So with that being said, let's continue to go forward into what was going on in the month of August. So as we all know, Seth Rollins has regained the Universal Championship from the Beast, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, which I to this day did not expect to happen. I thought that Seth Rollins was going to get destroyed but it was a fair match and him winning this match i kind of was wondering what would happen next who would be up next to face seth rollins who would be the next rivalry for seth rollins because his first title reign as universal champion as we all are aware of was not the best Reports even said that Jinder Mahal title reign was more successful than that of Seth Rollins. And that was horrible. Think about that. Jinder Mahal. What was his name? What was his what was his little alias, the modern day Maharaja? Yeah, he had a better reign than Seth Rollins. Basically, the ratings were down when Seth Rollins was universal champion. The attendance was down with Seth Rollins as Universal Champion. So to see Seth Rollins regain this Universal title, it had me wondering who would be the one to be next up against the Beast Slayer. And to my surprise, 
you know, because I, I, like I said, I was sitting there thinking, like, who would be the one to face Seth Rollins? Can't be AJ Styles because AJ Styles has the United States title, and they had like a quick, a quick rivalry. But AJ Styles is the only heel there. So I'm thinking maybe Samoa Joe. You would think Dolph Ziggler. Well, we know how that went. Ah, Drew McIntyre. Nope, wasn't even Drew. So I'm sitting there like. Who the hell is going to be the one to face Seth Rollins? Mr. Get These Hands, Braun Strowman. Now, I'm thinking about this rivalry, right? And when you think of Braun Strowman being the one to face the Beast Slayer, you would think, oh, they're gonna turn Braun heel. That's the, I mean, we've we've heard the reports, we've seen the talk. Braun Strowman is supposed to get this massive push. Gold is supposed to be in Braun's future. Well, he did get gold, but not the gold that we thought. I'm gonna tell you what I dislike about this feud this rivalry now between Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins I've been on record in stating that Seth Rollins title reign as a face reminds me of Shawn Michaels I've been very vocal on Seth Rollins being the Shawn Michaels of this generation. And what I mean by that is he, as the face with the title, reminds me of Shawn Michaels. If you are a wrestling fan and been watching wrestling for as long as I have been, I'm 33 years old and have been watching wrestling since I was about five years old. So I've seen when Shawn Michaels was a face as the WWE champion. It wasn't good. Now, I was a diehard Shawn Michaels fan growing up. Loved Shawn Michaels. But when I tell you that Shawn Michaels as the champ post Hall Nash leaving to join WCW and when they put the Otis on Shawn Michaels to carry the company, it wasn't a good job. So that's what I see with Seth Rollins. You've put the title on Seth Rollins in hopes that he's going to elevate the company and put the company on on this monumental map. But he didn't. And now Seth Rollins is going at it with any and everybody. All fans, Will Offspring. 
with everybody. <laughs> so for Seth to do all these things and then PWI anointing him as the their wrestler of the year, you would think, okay, what? how is this rivalry going to work? Now, as I said, it reminds... Seth Rollins reminds me of Shawn Michaels. And with that being said, does anybody remember when Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin teamed up? I want to say that Stone Cold was the Intercontinental Champion and they were competing. They were feuding with one another, but then they put him in a tag team and these two won the tag team titles. Does anybody remember that? Because I do. Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins are your Raw Tag Team Champions after defeating the OC. Now, if you were to ask me, how would you book Braun Strowman against Seth Rollins? Well, I would still have that match take place between AJ and Seth Rollins with the OC coming out to attack Seth Rollins Ricochet coming out to assist Seth Rollins They get the upper hand on Seth Rollins and Ricochet And then Braun Strowman comes out And because Braun is this Monster amongst Amongst men The OC Disperse Then we get Braun Strowman Beating the Holy Hell out of Seth Rollins and Ricochet. Only reason why he's being the hell out of Ricochet is because it's guilty by association. I won't even say guilty by association. I would say he was just caught in the line of fire because he's there. Just pretty much. You're there, so guess what? I'm taking you out. <laughs> it's clear as day. And then that would bring the monster of Braun Strowman out. That's what I would have rather seen. But it feels like they're prolonging Braun's heel turn. That's what it feels like. It really feels like they're procrastinating it. So now you just have this rivalry and it, it just doesn't even look right. Like when you're looking at this rivalry and you're looking at how it's playing out, you see Braun and you see him eyeing the title. So you know that he wants the title. Ever since he, when he came out to assist Ricochet and Seth Rollins, he went back, grabbed the title, and kind of was just staring at it and then gave it to Seth Rollins. Then when they won the tag team titles, when they was raising all their belts, Seth Rollins realized that Braun Strowman was looking at the universal title. Then when they did the interview, Seth Rollins was talking and Braun Strowman kind of looked like he started to daydream looking at the title. Seth Rollins is like, yo, like, are you agreeing with me? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm just wondering who is going to defend or who's going to be the one to challenge you for the universal title. And then that's how they present the match. So I class the champions where all the titles is on the line. You have Seth Rollins defending the universal title against Braun Strowman. And then you have Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins defending the Raw Tag Team titles against Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. 
like two weeks ago, Dolph Ziggler was getting his ass kicked by Roman Reigns in a random match. Got speared out of his boots on SummerSlam. And it's just been like the, I won't say the laughing stock because he's not, but he was the the punching bag for a lot of people. And Bobby Roode just hasn't been seen in God knows how long. The last time we were seeing Bobby Roode, he was in the Congo line chasing for the 24-7 title. Now he's in contention with Dolph to win the Raw Tag Team titles, which I think they're going to end up doing, which then makes me upset because... What did you do with the OC? Why did you have Gallows and Anderson drop the tag team titles and put it on these two? The one fault I give Paul Heyman, and 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 I love me some Paul Heyman. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I'm getting a shirt to prove it. That's the one thing I don't like. That was the one thing that I was against, is this build for this story. But as I always say, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> this is how this story is going to play out. Is Braun Strowman going to de- going to defeat Seth Rollins? I doubt it. There is talks of a possible Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and another person, which would put this person to win the title. And I will speak on that later because I don't want that person to win the title anytime soon. Let his momentum continue to rise. But speaking of champions... Let's talk about Seth Rollins' girlfriend, Becky, the man, Lynch. Let's talk about her and let's talk about the boss, Sasha Banks, who made her triumphant return after four months of being gone. Let's talk about that. That was my moment. That was one of my favorite moments of the month, I will say, was seeing the return of Sasha Banks. Little thing that I'm going to start doing now with these month in reviews is any good promos that I happen to come across, I'm going to play them and I'm going to discuss them in in detail. Um, some of the things that I liked about it and if there's anything that I dislike, I'm going to bring it up. So this past Monday on Raw, which was the 26th, Sasha Banks finally spoke out and what I would say probably would be her best promo on the main card. She addressed why she left, why she was gone for four months. Let me say that. She addressed why she was gone for four months. She addressed why she attacked Natty and discussed a little bit about Becky and why she feels the way she feels about Becky. So let's take a listen to the boss and this promo. I can't wait for this explanation. So everybody wants to know why. Everybody wants to know why and where Sasha Banks been, huh? For four months. Four months. I've been gone. 
out of sight, minding my own business, not talking to anybody. Yeah, all I hear is Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. How Sasha Banks threw a fit. I did. How Sasha Banks was seen crying at WrestleMania at the locker room floor. I did. How Sasha Banks took her ball and she went home. Yeah, damn right. I did. And not for reasons that you may think. You see, I was relegated to a WrestleMania tag team match that I cared absolutely nothing about. <laughs> Defending tag team titles that meant even less. Well, Becky Lynch got to main event WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey. Before I go any further with this promo, I just wanted to discuss a few things. I love the attitude. Love it. Love how she feels like she was entitled to be in a higher position than what she was. Loved how she was like she was relegated to defending these tag team titles that meant nothing to her. But <laughs> if we go back to when she won the tag team titles with Bailey. Leading up to it, that's all they were talking about. Oh my God, I'm so ready for this. This means everything to us. When they won it, they did this whole heartfelt interview right after the match. And then they went on this run. They went to NXT. They were on Raw. They kept talking about we're defending the titles everywhere. And then you lose them to the Iconics. Which I think is probably more why she was upset. Not the fact that she was relegated to that match, but because she lost to two people who I believe is not in the same atmosphere as Sasha Banks and Bailey. But let's continue. So you're right. I took my ball and I went home and I went on a couple amazing vacations with my WrestleMania paycheck, which a paycheck that Becky Lynch got way more money than I did for main eventing WrestleMania. Now, <laughs> let's be honest. Who had a better year? Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch? I will say Becky Lynch had the better year than Sasha Banks. And I came back. I came back to work, but I had a plan. You see, I had to be a, a perfect moment. And there she was. Good old Natalia, my poor, innocent, one-armed friend. You see, I came out here two weeks ago gave her a big old hug and I lied straight to her face and I said, your daddy would be so proud of you. 
And look who came to save the day, right on cue, Becky Lynch. And you saw what happened to her, didn't you? And now here I am, center of attention like I deserve. And you want to know why? Because I am the standard of this woman's division. I've been running this woman's division since day one because I am the boss of the woman's division because I am the talk of this division. And now I deserve all this glory. So as far as... Now I'm going to cut it off right there just because it, there's nothing after that. But as I said, that was the Sasha Banks that I've been wanting to see on the main roster since she got called up. That's the boss. That's the NXT Sasha Banks that I loved. Okay. Now, they have not announced the matchup at Clash of Champions, though, between these two, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. But I feel like it's going to happen maybe this week they'll announce it. And if and when this match is announced and this match takes place at Clash of Champions, I would love for Sasha Banks to win. And here's why. I have this theory. I feel like... The face should always be the one chasing the title and not the heel chasing the title. I think the heel should be running away from the face because it it builds that it builds that suspension. It builds that want. It's like I can't wait for you to lose the title. Think about it. All the all the champs that have all the faces that have held titles probably with the exception of maybe AJ Styles who as a face can still do great things in and out of the ring but as you know we see eh, it's better faces don't need to be the champ face needs faces need to chase the champ so I would love to see Sasha Banks with this title plus I think Becky's run it's kind of fizzled out now I even would say that I'm going to say that with another wrestler in a minute. But I think this is what I want. That's what I want. What I really would have wanted was for Sasha Banks to come back and attack Bailey. But I feel like they're saving that for a later date because Bailey, the world knows what happens when you put Bailey and Sasha Banks in that ring together. They make magic and i think because they've had two of the greatest women's matches ever take over and at an nxt show the iron woman match the first ever iron woman match hands down that was sasha banks's swan song for nxt her official swan song for nxt but I feel like they're saving that because I think they know you need that needs to be one properly booked the story and then the match itself cannot be a disappointment. It cannot. It has to live up to the standards that the other two did. So that's why I think they're holding off on that. 
So as I said, I was speaking about I was speaking about of champ and it pains me. It really does. It really pains me to see or to say this, not to see, but to say this. It's time to get the belt off of Kofi Kingston. I'm a big New Day fan. I'm a Kofi Kingston fan, but I feel like it's time for him to get this title off of him. I say that because Jim Ross said this, I believe, either on his podcast or in an interview. He feels like Kofi needs to be more serious about the this title at first i was just like all right jr this is you just being you but then i thought about it and i started to see certain things when new day does their signature sayings it's good it's fun because it's the new day but when kofi does it by himself individually solo it doesn't it doesn't have the same kick i'm gonna play another promo this was from the following day, the following night. It was on SmackDown. It was Kofi Kingston cutting a promo and Randy Orton chimed in on this promo. I'm gonna get to the part where Randy comes in. Oh, it's gonna be like a couple seconds before Randy comes in. And this promo was very, it, it showed me a lot and it proved my point when it comes to the new day when it comes to not the new day when it comes to Kofi and his title reign in a class of champions Randy Orton's gonna find out exactly why I am your WWE World Heavyweight Champion stupid, stupid 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 Stupid, 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 stupid. Okay. So that right there is what I'm talking about. He's cutting this promo and he says at Class Champions, he's going to prove why he's your. And then he does his signature, the New Day's signature saying which is the your WWE like when they when he when they do that it's better when it's all them because that's what they that's what they've been known to do but when you see Kofi just do it it's like it doesn't feel right that's what I'm that's one of the things that I meant Kofi do I have your attention Good, because there's nothing I'd rather do than come out to that ring right now and show the entire world just how stupid you are. But I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until our title match at Clash of Champions. But in the meantime, there's something I wanna show you. There's something that I wanna talk to you about. Now, earlier this morning, when I was in my hotel room and I was thinking of the different ways that I can come up with to show the world just how truly stupid you are, I had a little knock on my hotel room door and someone slid a letter underneath the door and I wanted to share with you this letter. Now, I normally don't read fan mail. I sure as hell don't reply to fan mail. But this letter was written with heart. Dear Mr. Orton, stop hurting Kofi Kingston. Kofi is not stupid. Kofi is a good man, but you are a mean man, Mr. Orton. 
So mean that you make my hero Kofi Kingston cry at night. And do you want to know how I know this? Because Kofi Kingston isn't just my hero. Kofi Kingston is my daddy. Okay, okay, okay. So let's talk about the greatness that is Randy Orton. I love Randy as this heel because this is what he's great at. The mind games, the sinisterness, Randy just being that cold-blooded son of a bitch. Like, that's what Randy is. And to see Randy do this reminds me of when he was feuding with Triple H in when Triple H witnessed or not well he did witness one of them the worst of them all but Vince McMahon took Shane took RKO Vince McMahon took RKO they both took the RKO in punts but it was the RKO to Triple H's beloved wife Stephanie McMahon while Triple H was handcuffed to the ropes and he couldn't do nothing about it and Randy Orton got down and kissed Stephanie and Triple H could not do nothing. And you seen the, 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 the anger, the hurt, the pain in his face as he had to watch this happen. It reminded me of that. Just obviously not. He's not RKOing Rand, uh, Kofi Kingston's kids, but it's just it reminded me of that it also reminded me of Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles when Samoa Joe was on the whole Wendy AJ Styles wife he was in that bag so let's just commend and celebrate the greatness of Randy Orton as a heel signed Kai what I tell you what I tell you Touching, right? Very, very touching letter. And you know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't realize this till just now, but I am staying in the exact same hotel as your family is. I don't need to become pen pals with your son, Kai. I don't need to write Kai a letter back, no. I can simply Go pay him a visit right now. And Orin is taking this to a whole new level. And understandably, Kofi's not going to stand for it. So that's it for that promo. After that, if you watch SmackDown, you've seen that they had this big brawl and Randy Orton took him out, which then led to... Randy Orton versus Biggie, and then Biggie got taken out with the help of the revival, which with Randy Orton, they're known as FTRKO. Um, if you know what FTR means, then you obviously know that. But then it's funny how they took the FT and then just included the RKO. I love this this stable. Randy Orton with stables and he's the leader is always a great thing. You needed this. And I predicted as as I seen the as I seen the revival against the New Day, I had a feeling that 
they were going to face off at Clash of Champions because there's no other team that would have been facing the New Day. And they announced it yesterday that at Clash of Champions is going to be the Revival versus the New Day. So you witnessed the Revival. They took out Xavier Woods about two weeks ago. They took out Big E this week. So now it's kind of like, well, Randy Orton is like, okay, there's one more left, which is Kofi. Now, if I was to be doing the booking and do the creative, I would have still had this as the main subject, the main topic, but I wouldn't had Randy Orton in the building per se. I would have had him outside of the arena near a car. And right when he said, I'll pay him a visit, he gets in the car. This leads Kofi Kingston to get out the ring. And instead of him power walking halfway up the ramp and then running, he's running a four flat from the ring to the backstage. And then he gets to the back in the parking lot and sees the car. And then as he tries to run away or run after the car, the car takes off. Then Kofi gets in the car and chases after the chases after he tries to get to the hotel. With that being said, this leads to Randy Orton actually being still in the arena and they attack Big E. See, I would still have them attack Big E and sideline Big E just get Kofi away from them. That's what I would have done. That's just me. But I love I love what they did. But I just feel like, you know, I would have done a little different. But I will say this. If Kofi Kingston defeats Randy Orton, it will cement Kofi Kingston's title reign because most of his matches have been subpar the the build the stories behind these matches with like Dolph Ziggler and Samoa Joe have not been the best kind of like Seth Rollins when he had the universal title kind of the same so that's that Roman I want to get on to Roman and the lack thereof with him I understand that Roman is going through he's still trying to get acclimated back to the program and things like that i'm not a big fan of this of this story with him and daniel bryant though i'm just not maybe it's just because i want like on as crazy as it sounds i want to see roman in a bigger story than this but i do believe that this will be a good match between the two because i feel like roman can do well with like technical wrestlers and not like brawlers not like him so that that's all i have to say about that i do want to get into the king of the ring because that took that started this month and who i wanted to win as i said in the SummerSlam recap that's not happening because Drew McIntyre lost (laughs) but right now the quarterfinals stands as follows on the Raw side we have Samoa Joe versus Ricochet and Cedric Alexander versus Marin Corbin on the Smackdown side we have Elias versus Ali and Chad Gable versus Andrade 
Now, if you ask me my predictions for the semifinals or the quarterfinals, I have Ricochet winning and Cedric Alexander winning, and they will be facing each other in the semifinals on the Raw side. SmackDown side, I have Ali winning and Andrade winning and advancing to the semifinals. And then with that being said, I have Ricochet advancing to the finals, beating Cedric Alexander. And I have Andrade advancing on the SmackDown side and the finals of the King of the Ring at Clash of Champions would see Ricochet versus Andrade. And I have winning the King of the Ring. You know, I got to go with man, King Ricochet. I have to go with King Ricochet. I feel like him and Andrade is going to tear the house down. If they, if this is the finals for the King of the Ring, this is going to be the match of the night. Tear down the building. Honestly, I really believe that this is going to tear down this, tear down that, that, wherever they're going to be at it's not even going to be close I'll put this if these two face it off I'll put this in match of the year candidate I'm saying it right now you heard it here first if Ricochet and Andrade face off this will be in contention of a match of the year okay I feel like Ricochet is going to win and I think what they're going to do is even if you look at his Twitter handle, his Twitter handle is King Ricochet. But I feel like even with that, he WWE's resident superhero and his at name is at King Ricochet. It's obvious that I feel like it's the writing is on the wall for him to be the king of the ring. Now... If you think back to the King of the Ring in the past, it was always the winner gets a guaranteed title shot. They started to implement that, I want to say, towards the tail end of the King of the Ring. And I was bringing up the title, having a title shot, because as I said earlier, there was a report of Seth Rollins facing someone at Hell in a Cell. The person that he will probably be facing at Hell in a Cell, possibly, will be the fiend Bray Wyatt and potentially Bray winning the WWE Universal title. Yowie wowie! I am a Bray Wyatt fan. I love the fiend gimmick, but Bray Wyatt and the fiend does not need that universal title right now. I think of Mankind when he first came into the business as Mankind in the WWF at the time when he was sitting in the boiler room with a rat. That's what I think of when I see Bray Wyatt. He has that aura with him. And if you think about it, Mankind didn't get a title. He didn't win the WWF title until he changed his look a little bit 
and kind of showed more of a comedic side. Now, not to say that Bray doesn't have a comedic side, because if you've seen the, the Firefly Funhouse, you've seen him and the comedic side that he does, the funniness that he brings to it. But that's a part of the gimmick that he has. I don't want to see Bray with the title right now. Let it build up. Hell, give him a rivalry with Aleister Black. Even though I said earlier in a previous episode, I didn't want that to happen because there was rumors after he fought Finn that it would be him versus Aleister Black. And I was like, no, because I think that they would lose, both would lose momentum. But after thinking about it for some time, I said, I don't think no one will lose momentum. I think it's a rivalry that both can win from, both can capitalize from. So that's how I feel. Now, big news in the world of the WWE. They did announce that season nine of Total Divas was coming back this October and the original cat or not the originals, but the, some of the favorites are back. Uh, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella are back. I don't understand why, because they haven't been seen anywhere within the WWE since what evolution. Seriously. Natty's going to be there. So is Naomi, Nia Jax, Carmella's making her return back. She was in the previous season. Sonya Deville is a new member. Interested, very interested to see what how she's gonna her story in Total Divas. Seeing those if she is openly a lesbian and has a relationship. I believe she's still dating Seth Rollins' ex girlfriend. So I'm kind of be interested in seeing that. But the biggest announcement for the cast of Total Divas is none. Other than This woman on the planet is on Total Divas, Rhonda Rowdy Rousey. Now, if you ask me, I think this is kind of not a good look for her. Just because I'm like, okay, Rhonda Rousey, Total Divas. You think about, you think about Total Divas. Can you really see Ronda Rousey as doing this, like being a part of this? Now, I can see her making some type of cameos here and there because of Natty, but not to have a full commitment into the season. But it's going to be interesting to see. 
It is. I will say this. I've said this since she's left. She's highly missed in that locker room, in the story, in the company. She's highly missed and needs to make a comeback. If you haven't watched her, if you don't follow her on Instagram, if you don't follow or subscribe to her YouTube channel, uh, if you have the stomach for this go check it out and check out the late one of the latest videos that she did about her finger okay she had a freak accident in which she almost lost her ring finger literally the tip of her ring finger like right before like you know when you bend your finger that the top of that was about to come completely off Literally, if you see the picture on her Instagram page and if you look at the video, it literally looks like if somebody plucked her finger, that shit will fly off. Legit. I forgot how she said that she got it, how it almost fell off. It was cut off. It was some type of accident that she was in, but she did get stitched up for it. Um, They was able to save her finger. So speedy recovery for ronda rousey now also a big one of the the big news also following the total diva announcement was also that nxt is coming to the usa network starting i want to say september i believe they said it was i thought it was a little bit later i thought it was going to be around october so they can compete with aew because aew is coming in october but i guess they're getting a start ahead of AEW. So NXT will be starting, I believe, September 18th. They will, it'll be a two hour show on Wednesdays. Same, it'll be the same date, but just we get an extra hour of NXT now. Now, there was reports that came out because when you think of NXT and them getting moved up to broadcast that can be seen from various different people it's not just on the network now who would be the face of nxt that was the question and the only per only person or persons i thought about were shock to the system This is the only people I thought of was the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole, your NXT Heavyweight Champion. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the first ever three-time Tag Team Champions. And Roderick Strong, who I predict will be your next North American champion. And their prophecy of what they predicted will come to full circle. Should be the face of NXT when they hit USA. That's who you think. That's who I think should be the face. But there was a slight rumor that came out this past week stating that WWE execs reached out to a certain 
individual or individuals, I say they hit them with the, hey, big head. And they replied, how you doing? You're soft, you slop. They calling me pop. I'm rolling in bands, riding around in the beat of July. Hey, yo, pros want to cop. But they are just not only. I'm up in the club, stacking the dust, stuck in a lot. Yo, I'm hot like sauce. Now, I heard this. <laughs> I heard this rumor. I seen the reports. And I sat back and said, there's no chance in hell that Triple H is going to extend an invite because NXT is his baby. It's his creation. It's his pride and joy. There's no chance in hell that he's going to bring Enzo back. Big Cass, maybe. Enzo, no way. Enzo's like in the same atmosphere as CM Punk. Triple H ain't going, going to let that shit fly. So, after NXT TakeOver, Cardiff, Triple H, as always, on all the takeovers, does his live video Q&A post-takeover. And one of the questions, not NXT related, well, not NXT TakeOver UK related, but NXT related, they brought it up. They said, you know, well, um, there was reports that circulated earlier this week that um, y'all were looking to get Enzo and Big Cass back and Triple H said yeah and we defused that because I got the PR team to come out and make a statement saying that this is not going this is not going down and I said oh okay well we got the answer right there Triple H said there's no chance in hell that this is going to happen and pretty much was like you know Enzo is good at creating stories but this is not happening now Enzo also stated that if he was to come back to WWE he has to be on a part-time schedule because of what he has going on and I you know okay but as I said Triple H is saying that it's not going to happen and I'm going to take Triple H's word on this matter so I'm happy. Big congratulations to NXT coming to the USA Network. Um, I was a little concerned about them coming to the USA Network just because Vince McMahon. <laughs> but um, Vince McMahon is slowly phasing himself out of the WWE as far as not being at the shows as much, not being hands-on as much, kind of giving free reigns to Triple H and Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman and Kevin Dunn to do what they want to do with the company, with the shows, with the product. Because Vince McMahon is going to be focusing more because XFL is starting to, is starting to hit that momentum. It's starting to get to that point where it's time for Vince to 
step away because he said in the press conference for XFL, he was going to be 100% devoting his time to the XFL. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out as far as this goes. Now, it's a two-hour show. Um, what I would love to see is, honestly, them implement the wild card rule with NXT so you can get Raw and SmackDown people on NXT shows and NXT people on Raw and SmackDown shows. How many people would love to see like AJ Styles in the OC go up against the Undisputed Era? Ooh, that will be good. That will be fucking awesome. Think about it. You got AJ Styles going against Adam Cole or Finn Balor going against Adam Cole because I'm predicting that when Finn Balor comes back, he's joining the OC. Think about that. Then you got Gallows Anderson versus Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And then you have AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong or Finn Balor versus Roderick Strong. Epic. Mama Mia! Think about Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. Mama Mia! We've already seen like Ricochet versus Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream getting going, being able to cross brand and go to Raw and SmackDown. That'll be dope. It'll just be great. And then if you take the women, which will be, this would be the perfect, and I literally just thought about it, that'll be the perfect way to do the four horsemen versus the four horsewomen. Get Ronda Rousey back, get Shayna Baszler, get the other two girls, get Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. Man, come on now. Maybe I should apply for the creative team for WWE. <laughs> but also just to do a little chime in, like I've been talking about, NXT TakeOver Cardiff was this past Saturday. Um, I did catch a little bit of it. I'm just going to talk about the two matches that I sat down and really was able to watch which was the NXT women's match and the last man standing match I will say this very surprised that Tony Tony Storm lost the title but as far as the last man standing match goes that last man standing match should have been the last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley I will say that much they put on a hell of a show not Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley but Joe Coffey and Dave Mistiff those two put on a great fucking show for a last man standing match as two bigs as two heavyweights okay great fucking match I do want to discuss before I jump into a little bit of more promos but these are AEW promos I want to discuss the Clash of Champion card so far okay so Clash of Champions is going to be at the Spectrum Center in Charlotte North Carolina so far we have the universal title as I said Braun Strowman facing the reigning champion Seth Rollins we have the Smackdown Women's Championship on the line Bailey versus Charlotte Flair uh, I would love to see Bailey retain I see that Bailey has gotten a little a little streak on her little edge put to her um speaking of edge I'm gonna speak about a little thing about him a little bit later after this uh we have the raw tag team titles that's gonna be defended Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman as I said earlier against Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode aka Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude. 
because that's what they remind me of. We have Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. We have the Cruiserweight title on the line. Drew Gulak versus... I'm not going to butcher his name, so I'm not going to say it. (laughs) And we have... The New Day, as I said, the New Day of Biggie and Xavier Woods versus Revival. And, and also announced yesterday was the Intercontinental title on the line. Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental champion, facing The Miz. I would like to say that I would need a Sami Zayn as my hype man at all time. Because this man, as your hype man, is phenomenal. Legit Phenomenal Love Sami Zayn It's kind of like Okay Kevin Owens is the face now So what they doing with Sami You just put Sami Right with another heel And you got the perfect one To do it with With Nakamura So So far This is This is it Um, There's also going to be Obviously The King of the Ring Finals Is taking place then too We should hear about The The Raw Women's title being defended Sasha versus um, Becky Lynch and we should hear something about who AJ Styles will be facing for the US title because he's not defending it at the moment and obviously the 24-7 title probably would be getting switched by then as well too I want to give some congratulations because August was guess the month of love <laughs> because Peyton Royce and Sean Spears aka Ty Dillinger for those who are unaware got married a couple maybe a couple weeks ago about two weeks ago about two weeks ago they got married um so big congratulations goes out to them we also had another marriage my guy Finn Balor actually married his girlfriend Veronica Rodriguez who is a Fox Sports reporter based in Mexico so congratulations needs to go out to my man Finn and his newly wedded wife and we had an engagement Seth freaking Rollins is now engaged to the man Becky Lynch very excited to see that these two are engaged and set out to be married I do know that they were very like they didn't really want to put their business out there like that but it did if you watch their ride along because they 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 discuss a little bit more about the ride on their ride along about their relationship and how I guess they really didn't want many people to know about it so but congratulations goes out to those three couples always a good thing to see love in the air especially when it comes to the business of wrestling because it's very hard from my understanding to you know find love in the in the professional wrestling world <laughs> just because you're on the road majority especially in the WWE, you're on the road like about 80% of your time so so it's a good thing to find love especially when it's their understanding and things like that I did said I wanted to talk a little bit about Edge Edge has been on social media posting photos um, you did see him on the SummerSlam pre-show he did 
get into some physical contact. He did spear Elias, and I knew the minute that happened, fans and everybody would be excited because they was like, oh my God, Edge can come back. We can get another Edge match. No, Edge has made it very clear that the WWE will not clear him to partake in any type of activity because of not any activity, but not clear him to do another match just because of liability issues but he did post a picture of him um showing his physique he's in great shape but as i said i do not want to see edge in the ring because of the liability i am a big edge fan and i would not want to see nothing happen to edge i know that he's been very visible backstage in the wwe Obviously, his wife, Beth Phoenix, is an announcer for NXT, so he's been more backseat backstage at NXT, but still, he's being more visible there, and I think by him being appearing there more, he's getting that itch to come back, um, but like I said, I would not want to see Edge come back to the world of wrestling as far as a in-ring performer. With that being said, let's jump right into some more promos, shall we? So AEW has cut a few great promos, okay? They did cut a promo leading up to All Out between Moxley and Kenny Omega. That match actually did not go forward um, in the promos. You're going to hear pretty much if you didn't hear these promos, you're going to hear about it. But I, the reason why I'm playing these is because these are promos that I really loved, okay? It happened in the month of August and what I want to do like I said previously I want to get my favorite promos and kind of put them out there and I want to discuss them um so here's the first of three promos that I want to play this is Moxley's promo towards the Kenny Omega John Moxley match that was supposed to take place at All Out yesterday August 31st I only know one speed I put my foot on the gas pedal and I press it to the floor. I love wrestling and I do it every day, 24-7. For a while, that got taken away from me. I'm never gonna let it get taken away again. At this point, Kenny Omega is a myth. He's lore, he's legend, This, he's this idea the legend of Kenny Omega, the greatest wrestler that ever lived, the Rembrandt, the Van Gogh of professional wrestling, making beautiful, elegant ballet, 60-minute classics in Japan. And, you know, I'm hitting people in the face with cream pies and stuff on TV. Whether or not I buy the legend of Kenny Omega, believe me, brother, I'm taking it very, very seriously. That's why I'm going all over Japan. Learning all your styles, learning all your tricks of the trade, learning everything about who you are, what you do, where you come from. Kenny Omega the myth. Seems to think I'm some kind of joke. Well, we're gonna be in the ring together. And I assure you, it's not going to be the least bit funny when I break your jaw. This ain't a video game, dude. You only get one life. I'm trying to hurt you. I'm trying to injure you. I'm going to. So that obviously, Moxley, 
cutting a great promo. That's the one thing that I would say I'm happy for with Moxley is that he can cut great promos now that he is out of the WWE. Um, he was getting fed. He was getting handed chicken shit, and they were trying to make him make chicken salad out of it. But as I said, with all good things... <laughs> This would have been great, but due to injury, it couldn't happen. I want you to listen to this promo that Kenny Omega did because I want you to pay attention. This is the type of promo I was actually talking to one of my brother's in-laws because we were talking. He knows I'm into the he's, I'm doing the podcast and everything. And he was like, he's you know, we're talking about wrestling. He's a wrestling fan, but he really it's like, you know, I'm I'm you make me want to watch wrestling more. Anytime you talk about it or I see a post that you that you post something about it I kind of look into it so I was telling him about AEW and I told him about this promo this promo and how it unfolded oh wow oh Moxley jeez I, I woke up today and um, I was told that that, that it's not a joke and you're gonna break my jaw. I've seen the tough guy act and uh, you pull it off quite well. So <laughs> yeah, I, What's up? Mox is out. What do you mean? He's, he's out of the match. He, uh, he, <laughs> he got a staph infection. No, for, for real? Yeah, did he, who'd, you, who'd you hear from? I uh, just got it from Cody just now. No, no one any further. He didn't tell, give me a sec. Yeah. Could you, one sec. Okay, do you want to just reset and do a more... No, no, no. Steve? I'm mic'd up. Uh, let's just... Let's kill the lights. Because, um... Let's talk about this. We might, as well, we might as well talk about it. You know what? Wow. What a sad story, right? Don't you, don't you feel sorry for John Moxley? I mean, he, he just showed up. He defied. He defied the wrestling god. And he came to AEW, threw me off a stack of chips, and then he went on this journey, a warrior's journey. He wanted to know what it was like to live a month in the life of Kenny Omega's shoes. Insert wrestler name here, better than sign, Kenny Omega. And people were doing that with you. They were, they were. Because you were like the hot topic for 15 minutes. This is your big chance of redemption in the excitement of being a free man. You called it a paradigm shift, right? That, that was cool, like you're going to shirt. And then you went to Japan. How did that tournament go in Japan? Did you win? I know that I did. First try, got the shirt to prove it. You decided to start wanting to check off all those boxes on that bucket list of yours. Did anyone really talk about you in Japan? You got a boo-boo on your elbow. What's your explanation? You're just gonna, you're gonna write a, 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 sappy, a sappy tweet apologizing to everyone? Which he did. And I happen to have the tweet right here. Let me read it out to you. This was on August 23rd at 4.58 p.m. I'm absolutely gutted. This was John Moxley said. I'm absolutely gutted to have to deliver this news, but I'd rather it come directly from me. In a nightmare scenario, a serious case of MRSA has returned in my elbow. The timing couldn't have been worse. In this circumstance, I am forced to pull out of the fight August 31st versus Omega at all out. Make everyone feel bad for you? Kenny, what happened in the dream match? 
Kenny, what happened to John Moxley? What happened to my dream? Did I go to Japan and wrestle 24 days of the month before fighting you? No, you see, I did this thing, John. It's called being a professional. What am I supposed to say? I was ready. I took you seriously. I never got myself injured. I got myself in the best shape of my life. You never took me seriously. You never took this pay-per-view seriously. You owe everyone an apology. You owe me an apology. And you should really look in the mirror, John. Mm -hmm. You should look in the mirror and you should ask yourself, what the, what the fuck am I doing? I'm playing this all back in my mind and I'm thinking, oh shit. Oh boy, I, I'm being really insensitive because this is this is a real serious injury. It could have happened to anybody, right? You are careless. I blame you. And if people want to look at me like I'm the bad guy, oh jeez, they're just as bad as you are, John. You left a lot of pieces, a lot of broken dreams, and a lot of disappointed fans laid upon my feet and they're begging for something now. Huh? What kind of wrestler does that? Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna beat up the best wrestler in the world. Check. I I, I wanna go to Japan now. Check. Can I do some indies? Check. Can I do a hardcore match? Check. See John, I I would love you a speedy recovery. That's what I'm supposed to say. But at this point, I could really give a shit if you ever come back. Yowie wowie! That was the great Kenny Omega. You see, listening to that promo is one thing. Watching it is a whole nother thing. Because you, you have to watch it because you have to see how it played out, how the reaction was, how he was sitting in the room cutting this promo and then the lights turned, turned on and the producer comes out and tells him what happened. And the look on Kenny Omega's face was like, are, are, are you serious? Like his face really was like in shock. Unbelievable. And then he proceeded to prove why he's one of the best. A lot of people are indifferent about Kenny Omega. Some feel like he's overrated. I don't think so. I think he's one of the best in the game right now. Okay. I'm glad that he didn't come to the WWE because I think that he would have been wasted talent. In my opinion. Little disappointed that him and Moxley didn't have their match, but I've said this before and I'll say it again. Sometimes the replacement maintains a good match, and that's what I feel happened. It was Omega versus Pac, aka Neville. Neville won, and it was a good match. It was. Would it had lived up to me the hype of moxie versus omega no because i feel like that was 
you know, it, it, it was deep, but this one was good. It, it stood where it needed to stand. I would love to see them fight, and I think they are going to go forth and fight Moxley and Omega once Moxley is clear. But if we're talking about promos, ladies and gentlemen, to me, the best promo of the month goes to one person, and her name is not Becky Lynch, it's not Sasha Banks, it's not Bailey, it's not Charlotte Flair. It's nobody within the realm of the WWE. AEW, one of their key matches at All Out was Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. This rivalry stemmed from a chair shot heard around the world. A chair shot that left a lot of people thinking, was this real or was it? staged it told that fine line and when you have a story that tells that fine line it makes for great content so on their YouTube page for the road to all out the very first episode um, Sean Spears holds an interview with Jim Ross and he explains his position and why he did what he did and how he felt like getting told that he's a good hand is not a good term in the world of wrestling. And that's what Cody told Sean Spears. He well, he that's what he told the AEW fans in the media that Sean Spears is a good hand. And Sean Spears, Ty Dillinger felt like Cody has changed and he's become what he did not want to be. After the chair shot, after the contract signing, after the appearance of a Hall of Famer, the wife of Cody Rhodes, the beautiful Brandy Rhodes, cut one of the best promos this year to me. 13 years. 13. That is about how long people have been discussing why my husband stays in the mix, why he's at the top of his field. And Sean Spears, you played all my favorite songs. It was his daddy. He's just a leech. Oh, it was legacy. It was definitely the Bullet Club. <laughs> While you were grasping for excuses like air, I could have saved you the trouble and drowned you in the answers, you stupid son of a bitch. There is a difference between being a wrestler and being a pro wrestler, someone who eats, sleeps, breathes, and devouts everything that they have to that ring, and my husband is a goddamn exemplary pro wrestler. But you, oh, I think you're pretend. He's obviously not here right now, and you know why. He was your friend, and yet you took an unforgiving steel chair and ended all of that to start anew for yourself. He didn't even get a hand up. Now, I don't mean to sound insensitive or cold, but I also don't mean to sound like I give a damn about you, so I'm just gonna tell you what I think. 
That blood that I saw pooling out of the back of his head may as well have been a mirror into your future. I have seen that man take a backdrop on his neck. I've seen him take a ring bell to the skull. I've sat at home on my couch and watched while he climbed a 20-foot steel cage and moonsaulted off only to eat shit. But you know what? He got back up. He always gets back up. Can you say the same? So now you've drugged Tully Blanchard into this mess, and I'm not even going to pretend to know what inhabits that man's mind this many years removed from feuding with Dusty, but I do know this. This ain't the first time the wolves have circled. In fact, once I took this name, I found out pretty quickly that they're always on the doorstep. Roads may as well be Latin for bullseye, but that is fine. We welcome that. It's what makes us who we are. Ten staples to the back of my beloved's head. That was your 15 minutes. I really hope you enjoyed them. You can tell that Brandy has studied her husband and has embodied that last name, Rhodes. You think of Dusty, the American dream, and the classic promos he's cut. To me, one of the best promos I've ever heard, even I'll say this, it is the best promo to this very day. It still stands the test of time. The working man promo. There's no promo better than that try to put one up against it to this day people still talk about that promo the working man then you think back to the promo that cody cut against his brother leading up to their first leading up to the match at double or nothing it was just great that literally was my promo so i'm wrapping up right now i want to give you my my because august was just to me so it was uh it was a lot it was more good than bad i really want to talk about the good right now so the good for august obviously would be nxt takeover okay loved every bit of that <laughs> SummerSlam, like i said in the recap SummerSlam was better than wrestlemania to me i would say sasha banks returning the debut of the fiend i have a prediction i didn't talk about it during my during my nxt segment but rhea ripley will dethrone Shayna baszler if rhea ripley does not defeat Shayna baszler i don't know who's going to defeat this woman but I have my hopes that Shayna Baszler will be dethroned by Rhea Ripley. Other than that, on the WWE side, that's all I have to say for the good. The bad, I would just say SmackDown. I don't know what's going on with them as far as with Eric Bischoff goes. I'm getting, I've been reading mixed reviews. Um, I see that there are more people are, the scripts are getting altered more times than we're hearing scripts getting altered on raw 
So maybe we'll see what happens more in the month of September. But the bad, not that much bad, like I said. Um, AEW is another good thing for me as far as the good for this month. Um, they they ended the month with a bang. Okay. So with that being said, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. This is yours truly. I am the franchise. I will be making an announcement on the preview show for class of champions but thank you all for listening i will be back for the preview show of class of champions and then you will get the september month in review i will not be doing a recap for class of champions the day of or the night of or the day after class of champions just because i've decided that for the lower tier pay-per-views like this i'm not going to do it for the major four royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, survivor series i know that i believe they were saying that money in the bank might be a part of they might include money in the bank as the fifth big one um if they do if i start to feel like they are making it a big event I'm going to do another, I'll include that in it, but right now it's just the big four. We'll get a separate recap show and not be a part of the review, the month in review recap. So I just want to just thank you all for the support, for the love. I guess I'll be back. Before I leave, I do want to give a special congratulations, even though I found it to be very hypocritical that he did this. But we have to give praise to Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is the AEW, the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He has won almost every title in wrestling hands down so big ups to chris jericho for that incredible feat incredible feat so with that being said it is only fitting only fitting that i end the show with the one the only chris jericho till next time